0: Proverbs chapter number 20. We're going to read one verse tonight. That is not my normal preaching style. I don't normally read one verse and then just talk for a long time. It actually goes against my preaching philosophy. But this family talk series has been a little different and I announced it would be different when we started it. This is much less of Bible studies or what I would call you know, an expositional preaching, and it's much more what I would call kind of a family seminar or a seminar-type teaching and much more practical thoughts than what my, my, I hope my normal preaching is practical, but much more than my normal uh, preaching would, style would be. We're gonna look at Proverbs 20, verse 29. Would you read Proverbs 20, verse 29 aloud with me tonight? Ready, begin. The glory of young men is their strength, And the beauty of old men is the gray head. Just popped in my brain while I was reading that verse. I meant to say it earlier. Um, Good news, we passed the final inspection on all the electrical work. So I wanted to let the church family know that I asked you to pray about that on Sunday. And so now we can move on to the sound system, the stage lighting, the platform remodel. Has nothing to do with tonight's message, but I, I remembered I forgot to say that. The glory of young men is their strength and the beauty of old men is the gray head. Solomon here, man of wisdom, giving general principles. Remember, Proverbs is a book of principles. Not necessarily always promises, but it's giving you general principles. It's giving you principles of wisdom, principles for living. And he says here, the glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. Generally speaking, youth have great strength. They have boundless energy. If you have a young child, uh, you... you don't you ever get tired, how do we, let's wipe this, how do you wear this kid out, and generally a boundless energy, often a young person, they can get hurt, and bounce right back up, they could fall off all of these stairs, tumble all the way down, get right back up, and go, and if one of us did that, you know, we'd be out for two or three or four weeks, right, and, and they're much more flexible, and they can, they can do all of these things, they can jump, and dive, and wrestle, and ride bikes for hours, a twisted ankle in a sports practice one day and they'll be right back out running and jumping and playing the next day, oftentimes. They can eat all kinds of junk food and keep on going. Go to bed late, wake up early, go all day. They seemingly have their whole lives ahead of them. A mistake or a bad decision in youth feels like that can be overcome, that can be outlived, and 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 sometimes even major ones can be long forgotten. Um, for much of their lives. The psalmist said, he said, Remember not, the, or Solomon said, Remember not the sins of my youth. That idea of mistakes I make in my childhood or my teen years or maybe my, my youth when I'm younger don't carry as much weight, that it doesn't seem like, as they might when we're older. And that's what he's saying here. The glory of young men is their strength. And then he says, And the beauty of old men is the gray head. The older you get, some of those things I just described with youth begins to change, doesn't it? Things tire us out more easily, don't they? You sit down, and and if it's quiet for 90 seconds, you might start to fall asleep. Some of you have already started that tonight. And I'm glad we could provide a comfortable spot for you to rest from a long day of work. You can't make it through an entire movie. Can I get a witness? All right? (laughs) And and the kids want to watch something, and within 20 minutes, you're out. And, and, uh, and. (laughs) I was going to say something to somebody right now, but I don't want to embarrass them. So. Uh, but you can't make it through an entire movie. As you get older, we make grunts and groans when we're getting up out of a chair, let alone falling down off of stairs or, or diving. We have to watch what we eat, don't we? You get some salsa that's just a little too spicy. That could have some negative effects for hours or days in our lives. Drinking coffee just a little bit too late can cause you to lose hours of sleep. How many of you can't have coffee too late or caffeine? How many of you, it does not affect you at all? You can drink it any time of day or night, go right to bed. But sometimes you get a little older. I don't know about you, but I love naps. When you're a kid, you hate naps. When, you could, when you're being forced to take naps, you hate them. When you would do anything for a nap, you never get them, right? That's the cruelty of life. And I love naps, but here's the problem. Often now, if I take a nap, I pay for it by however much time I slept in the afternoon, It just means I went to bed that much later. I had to lay there. This happened Sunday. I got a little Sunday afternoon nap, probably five or 10 minutes. Is that what you would say, babe? Five or 10 minutes, maybe an hour, hour and a half. I got a Sunday afternoon nap. The only problem was literally Sunday night at midnight, I was still laying there staring at the ceiling, trying to go back to sleep. My nap didn't do me any good. It just cost, my hour and a half nap cost me two and a half hours of sleep. That's what happens. And as you get older, you start to realize you don't have your whole life ahead of you. And so every mistake or bad decision carries with it a little more weight. A wrong decision in, in our lives, maybe financially or spiritually, can be hard sometimes, depending on your age, to outlive. Life's a funny thing. It moves so quickly. And, and those, there, every now and again, there are things that happen in our lives that remind us of that. Recently, a girl that my wife and I were in school with, when I was an elementary age student, she was a senior in high school. Friends of ours, we've known their family for 30-some years and she lives in another state now, and she posted on Facebook pictures celebrating her 50th birthday. There's no way I was in school with somebody that has a 50th birthday. How does that happen? Where does the time go? And and people tell you that life moves quickly, but, but this girl that I walked the same halls with, now granted, I was in elementary, I think it was TK or preschool or something, but I was in elementary somewhere, and she was a senior, but she's turning 50. That can't be true. In this series, we've called Family Talk, we've looked at different stages and ages of life, and the format of the message is I've tried to give you one or two or three key words for that specific age or stage of life. We started with newborns and infants, and I shared some biblical wisdom and some practical wisdom for that age or stage, and what are some key words I think it would be good to focus on, and we went to toddlers and elementary, and we did a couple weeks on teens and singles and college age. And the last one we did in between Pastor Sammy's prayer series and Pastor Jay's teen series, uh, the last one we did was married couples. And, uh, and, and, and we have three more lessons in this series after tonight. It'll end up being a total of 11 messages from birth until we'll end with, with senior saints 70 and above will be the last age and stage with some biblical and practical wisdom and thoughts for us. And uh, that will take us, these next three will take us basically through the end of the school year. And uh, then I'm really excited for 12 weeks, starting right after Memorial Day, the first Tuesday night of June, for 12 weeks, we're going to bring in 12 different pastors, visiting pastors from other churches. We're moving our midweek service from Wednesday to Tuesday. We're going to have a meal together out in the courtyard every Tuesday night. We're going to have some games and things set up for the kids and activities to enjoy. And I just want it to be a summer of fellowship, a summer of growth, a summer of memories, a summer of food. We are a Baptist church, a summer of meals. And then we're gonna hear from 12 different pastors, some younger, some older, some large churches, some small churches, some that have been in their church for decades, others that have planted their church in the last year or two or three. And we're gonna hear from 12 different men on those. And so uh, those summer months, Tuesdays, but until we get there, this series will kind of take us there. And tonight we're going to look at the 40s. We've looked at, at, at college age, we've looked at singles, we've looked at married couples. And tonight we're gonna look at the 40s. You could give or take a few years, but look back to our verse in Proverbs 20, verse 29. The young men are covered, aren't they? The old men are covered. Young men, he says, generally have great strength and potential. Older men generally have, what does it mean by the beauty of the gray head? Older men generally have great wisdom, experience, and perspective. So he covers both sides. Young men, great strength, great potential, a, a lot of life ahead of them. Older men, great wisdom, great, great, ex- great perspective, great experience to learn from. Those gray hairs are earned. And, and he says, we have those, but, but what about those we call middle-aged? What about those that we look at? And tonight I want to give you two key words to focus on during this decade when you are almost guaranteed to pass the halfway point of your life if you're not already past it at that age the decade of your 40s basically at 49 if you'd lived twice as long be 98 most of us probably aren't going to make it to 98 so in your 40s in this decade almost all of us are guaranteed to be more than halfway somewhere in that decade more than halfway through with our life and that's that changes some things doesn't it in our perspective changes some things in our priorities changes some things in the way that we view life. And I want to give us two words tonight for that decade. Number one, the first word I'm going to give you that I, I think we ought to focus on, number one is health. We're all automatically going to think of physical. But that's not necessarily all that I'm talking about here. I'll explain more in a minute. But here's what happens. I, I'm in my 40s. Here's what happens right at the beginning of them, by the way, just getting just like barely got into them. But in our 40s, we start to realize that we are reaping the decisions, good and bad, of our 20s and 30s. We start to look at things in our lives spiritually. Man, the good things I did spiritually, the foundation I laid, I'm reaping that with a wonderful relationship with God that's building and getting sweeter, or vice versa. Man, the, 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 the way that I, I, I gave a bunch of time of my life to the world and kind of neglected God, I'm kind of reaping the fruit of that. I'm a little bit behind in my 40s. And we realize, for good or for bad, some of the decisions that we made in our 20s and our 30s, we're kind of reaping for better or for worse. We're enjoying the benefits of the good decisions we made and 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 then we're kind of struggling maybe with some of the the bad decisions that we made. Some in our 40s, we we are enjoying financial blessings because of our hard work, our wise stewardship, our financial discipline to stay out of debt, our commitment to budgeting, giving, saving, spending wisely. Others of us are up to our ears and are in debt in our 40s. Having homes and cars foreclosed on, avoiding debt collectors because of unwise habits developed in our 20s and 30s. Some in this age group are in great physical shape because of a commitment to diet and exercise. Others, like me, are starting to feel the effects of years or maybe even decades of some bad decisions in diet and exercise in your 20s and your 30s. What do we call it when someone is in their 40s or their 50s around that age in their life and they're feeling unfulfilled? They're looking back at their life, their decisions, man, I'm halfway, more than halfway done, and I messed up there, and life didn't turn out the way I wanted to there, and I got disappointed there, and this didn't happen, and we call that often, and sometimes that that it leads us to make a big change, maybe buy a new car, or or get a new hairdo, or a new wardrobe. We call that a midlife crisis. Well, you don't see too many 20 or 30-year-olds in midlife crisis, and the truth of the matter is you don't see too many 60 or 70-year-olds in midlife crisis. Generally, It's kind of in your 40s and your 50s. Why? Because we have some perspective. We look back and see, oh, I had all these dreams. I had all these hopes. I thought this was going to happen. And it didn't quite turn out the way that I thought it would. And so we try to make maybe some big changes in those times. Here's the great part. In your 40s, there's still time to pivot and make wiser choices that will impact you for the good for decades. Now, by the way, if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you can still make good, wise decisions that will impact your life positively, but here's the reality. The older you get, the more likely it is those good decisions won't impact you for decades. A person that makes a good decision to make some changes in their 80s probably isn't gonna enjoy the fruits of that decision for decades, maybe for years, maybe a decade, but again, life expectancy, most people aren't living well into their 90s. There are some. But in your 40s, and in your 40s, you're not guaranteed to live into your 50s. But again, generally speaking, you have you have the, the benefit of some wisdom, the benefit of some perspective. You can look back and say, there's some good decisions I'm reaping the fruit of. There's some bad ones I'm reaping the fruit of. And you make some pivots there. So what do I mean when I say to focus on your health in your 40s? Some areas where you're kind of taking in some perspective. What do I mean when I say to focus on your health in your 40s? Let me give you a few areas. Number one your spiritual health, your spiritual health. Here's what can happen in your 40s. If you've been saved for any length of time in your spiritual life, you can become, if you're not careful, a little jaded, a little cynical, a little disillusioned, a little discouraged. Maybe some prayers you prayed for a long time, God didn't answer them the way that you expected or you hoped and you look back with some regret, with some discouragement. Maybe in your 40s you've been saved for any length of time. You've been around God's people enough. There have been some people that you loved and invested in that let you down that disappointed you. Maybe a spiritual leader in your life mistreated you or, or wasn't what he said he was, he was gonna be or what she said she was and, and you look and, and if you're not careful in this decade, it can be, well, I kind of gave God my life and I, I tried to make him that priority and I, I tried to, in my life, make him, and I've had a family, we brought him up in church and, and now look at what, now my kids have kind of, they've made some decisions I didn't really agree and if you're not careful in that season, it can become a little bit disillusioning. And you can say, is this really worth it? And, and I think it's it's vital for us not to grow, I talked about this a little bit on Sunday night, not to allow ourselves to grow jaded or cynical, critical. Don't walk away from God in this decade just because you've had some life circumstances and maybe prayers that weren't answered the way that you'd hoped. Maybe God never chose to bless you with a spouse or with children at this age and you may be struggling with your state in life or for others, you were married, but in your 40s, you find yourself separated or divorced and you're facing loneliness or maybe guilt or sadness or hurt. Guard your heart before God in this season. Don't let your relationship turn into a routine at this point. We become jaded. I've gone to church my whole life. I've gone to church for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. What's he going to teach me next? I've read my Bible through it one time, two times, five times. I went to Sunday school all grown up. What am I going to find out next when I open my Bible? That's a dangerous thing when we've been saved for a little while, we have a little life experience under our belts. We can lose that passion. I, I believe we should be more like uh, uh, more like a Caleb who said, "I want that mountain." In his old age, he didn't grow complacent. He didn't grow casual with the things of God. He said, "God, you're not." And we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks, with the coming decades. But God, you're not done with me yet. I I didn't just. I wasn't just passionate about you in my teens or in college or my twenties or my thirties or my forties or wherever you got saved. God, you have all of me for all of my life. Guard your heart before God. Don't walk away because the journey has had some difficult mountains to climb. Not only your spiritual health, key word, health, but in in this decade, your financial health. You know, I, I studied it out a little bit. The average age for bankruptcy in America is right between 44 and 48. What's happened there? There's that the, all of a sudden we kind of created some bad habits maybe in our 20s or our 30s and then we get to our 40s and they, they it starts to pile up. If you are in trouble financially, no matter what age you are, reach out to somebody that can help you. Take some small steps, educate yourself, change your priorities, make wise choices. In this decade, be generous, be prudent, save, invest, give. And the nice thing is that at this age, there is still time to turn it around. Likely, you still have a couple decades of earning power ahead of you. Don't waste that. Spiritual health, financial health, a danger that I've seen maybe in my own life some and in others' lives. Number three is family health. What happens in our 40s? Usually, if God's blessed you with a a spouse or with children, usually in your 40s, you're in the heart of your career. You're kind of beyond maybe an entry point thing, and you're kind of you've been at a job for a little while. You've been at a job, maybe you're a supervisor or a manager, and maybe there's more responsibilities. And everybody's situation's different. I understand that, but usually it's a it's a busy season, and you know what can happen in this season, because we're right there in the heart of of our of our careers. We can focus too much on those and neglect really what are the prime years of our family and not only your 40s but but the some of the prime years of your family life if you're married of your married life if you have children of raising them often in your 40s you'll have kids that are somewhere in school age or maybe teens maybe some of them just getting going to college and and as your children grow in this decade if we're not careful if they're teenagers, often the relationships grow distant as they go off to college and they become adults. And what needs to happen? You need to focus on your family health. In this decade, spouses can grow distant because again, you're in the heart of a lot of things happening and and you, you need to invest in your family health. Pray for your family. Prioritize your family over that career, over those things in in that season. I I should have put it up here. There was a a great Twitter thread I read and it talked about this man was praising his dad and, and he talked about his dad was moving up in the banking industry and when he got around this age, he decided, you know what, I'm not gonna. And he made some changes, some sacrifices. And he said, our family changed forever. But one thing was, my dad was always there. And and it was, it's a great thread. I might share it in another message. Uh, but but he shared about thirty or forty different posts on a on a thread on Twitter. And and he said, I want to be the same way. What was he saying in that season where sometimes we grow disconnected from if we have a spouse, from a spouse, if we have children from children, they're doing their thing. Teenagers, the natural can kind of feel distant. No, how's my family health? How's my spiritual health? How's my financial health? How's my family health? Number four, physical health. I'm not gonna stay on this one too long because my wife preaches this at me. Take inventory of your diet and exercise. I have tried to make some changes but not good enough as I was eating some peeps last night. They were very good, thank you to whoever gave those to me. But here's the reality. We should ask ourselves in all these areas, where are our habits gonna lead us in the decades to come? It's time at this age to start making changes before some of the effects are too deep. Lastly, on this word of health, lastly is emotional health. Why do we have midlife crises? Here's one of the reasons. We're struggling with regrets and feelings that we aren't enough. We don't have enough. We haven't done enough. We're struggling with regret and feelings that we aren't enough. We don't have enough. We didn't do enough. We didn't earn enough. We aren't successful enough. And if you're struggling emotionally, if you're struggling with regrets, if you're, again, reach out, as I I mentioned uh, to our staff, uh, find a godly counselor, find a godly mentor that can walk through that. But in this decade, with your, these areas of health, where sometimes we're reaping the blessings of good decisions from a couple of decades before, and sometimes we're reaping the, 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 the not-so-good blessings, the, the not-benefits, the, the struggles of a couple decades before, but in this time, before it's too late, take inventory, what area of my life am I struggling in, and ask God to help you make some changes that will bear fruit, positive fruit, Lord willing, if he gives strength and tarries in his coming, for a couple more decades to come, beyond this decade. Keep your eyes on Christ. Guard your heart, your mind, your soul Your emotions, which leads me to the final word, and this one will be a little shorter, and I'm gonna let you out early, which is not my normal MO. You're gonna get out a little bit early today. The second word I would give us for this decade, not only health, but secondly, is this, joy. Seems like a weird word. Don't lose your joy. If I had to describe your 40s, one word that we might use to describe that decade is this, busy, right? You're busy. There's a lot going on. And, and, and sometimes work is often busy. You're in the heart of your career. Maybe you've switched at this age to a new career after realizing you didn't love what you had been doing in your 20s and 30s. And so now you're getting started with a second career at, around this age. Or maybe you decided to go back to school while you're still working. That's busy. Wherever you find yourself on that scale, then you may have children that you're raising and their school age, your teens, there's a, a lot going on there. You're feeling the pressure now of providing for your future and maybe your children's future. What is retirement gonna look like? I didn't start saving long enough ago. I didn't, I didn't start the 401k in my 20s or I didn't, if I did, I didn't put enough into it and, and we had this financial reversal and, and we lost this job and I'm kind of behind there where, where it seems like all my peers are and maybe where the retirement calculator says I should be. I've got to do more. And in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of the middle of our lives, what we call midlife or middle age, I think it's an easy thing for us to lose our joy. There's a carefree excitement that naturally comes along with youth. Am I right? It's a carefree excitement about life. I see several of our elementary age teachers. You come to school, those kids, they've got some, every day they come to school is a new adventure, a new day, and there's a joy and a carefree excitement about youth. My whole life is ahead of me. I can't wait to see how awesome it is. There's a, a more relaxed perspective and wisdom that naturally comes, generally speaking, in our retirement years. You get around a, a grandma or a grandpa, usually they're not stressed out about the stuff that we 30, 40, 40, 50-year-olds are. They've had a little more perspective, a little more experience. They realize the stuff they were worried about in their 30s or 40s didn't really matter that much in the big scheme of things. And it's like, don't, don't stress about that. uh, Grandkids, and I know there are exceptions to this. There's some grumpy, crotchety old people. I understand that. But generally speaking, grandkids come over to the house and parents are all stressed. Don't touch that. Don't go there. And a kid goes and breaks the, breaks the candy bowl on the table and mom and dad are all I'm so sorry, I'll buy you a new one. I don't care, I got 50 of those. They have a perspective. It's a little more, early on, it's this carefree excitement. A little later in life, it's, it's a little more perspective, wisdom. It's a little more relaxed. They're generally not as, as uptight and high strung and stressed out. They're generally a little more joyful and happy than parents are. They usually understand more of what really matters in life. And and again, they've realized so much of what we stress out about really doesn't matter in the long run. But when we're in the heart of that season, it's so easy to lose our joy over the disappointments of what life hasn't turned out to be, the disappointments of what hasn't happened, the fear of what the future is gonna look like that I'm not prepared for, In the heart of that season, we can lose our joy. We can face burnout. You might be sleep deprived, lacking joy where God has placed you. What did Paul say? I've learned in what sort of state I am therewith to be content. May I say in our 40s, instead of looking back with regrets or looking forward with worry, learn to rest in the present with joy. Sometimes in the middle of life, we can look back with regrets or we look forward with with worry or fear and we completely miss the blessing and joy of today and we're so i've been there we're so instead of looking back with regret or forward with worry learn to rest in the present with joy god thank you for the life you've given me thus far i can't wait to see what you have planned for me as we keep walking forward together may i say this if you find yourself around this age don't let the world tell you what your life is supposed to look like, really at whatever age you find yourself. God has a different plan for every person. So much of our lack of joy, and you can be in your teens and not have joy, you can be in your 20s, you can be in your 80s and not have joy. This is a good truth for all of us. But, but so much of us, we lack joy because we've let the world tell us your life is supposed to look like that at that age. And guess what? None of our lives look exactly like that at that age. All of us have different things, different experiences, different victories, different defeats, different joys, different sorrows, different mountains, different valleys. Learn to rest in gratitude and joy right where God has you. Is your life busy? Slow down a little bit and choose joy. The kids crazy right now? Find, whoa, that got loud. Find the joy in these days. There's, you've heard me say it before, there's a song, a uh, a country music song. I don't listen to country music too often, really never, actually, except for if I go find this song or one like it. But there's a few songs like this that, and there's one that's called "You're Gonna Miss This," and it tells this story about raising kids, and and uh, there's a, there's a part at the end, and and it's an older plumber that's there, and he tells her, he says, "You're gonna miss this. My kids are grown now." And every time it gets to that part, I get goosebumps and I get a little emotional. But my wife and I, we have a joke because sometimes in the craziness of our lives and my wife's about to pull her hair out and I'm yelling at one kid and she's yelling at another and she's yelling at me and, and it's in all of the things that she gets really loud sometimes and, and all of, no, she doesn't, just kidding. But, but in, in the heart of all of that, sometimes we'll look at each other and I'll tell her, I'll say, you're gonna miss this. And then she slaps me across the face and, and we keep moving. But the reality is, the reality is what do they tell? You? What any if you have if whatever age you're at, like, what do people that are older tell you? Enjoy this season. If you if if you're if you just got out of high school, don't don't go, enjoy this time in college. Enjoy this season. Whatever, enjoy. Why? Because what are they saying? You don't realize it now, but you're gonna miss what you're what you're what, what you're going through right now. Is work overwhelming? Rejoice in the opportunities God has given you. If we're not careful, church will throw away an entire decade or two with regret, with worry, with stress, with anxiety, with disappointment in how our lives turned out when God intended for us to walk through every season with great joy and contentment. When I first came here, I would would say every now and again, and I would say it out and about, and I would say every now and again, I would tell you in church that I often would say to my family, and when I came here, I was in my mid-30s, I would say to my family, hey, kids, what are we living? And they would say, the dream. I'd say, man, God's been so good to us. We're living the dream, aren't we, kids? We're living the dream. I would say that often. We're living the dream. That doesn't mean our, heart, our, our lives never had heartache. doesn't mean we never had disappointments. It meant that I had a perspective at that point that God's been really good to us. And we have a lot of blessings to thank him for. And it didn't, it, I would say it so often, I think it was my mom or you, one of the two about five, six years ago, bought me a shirt, said living the dream on it. A few years ago, I would say it to our staff at times, we're living the dream. And a few years ago, Sandy, Miss Sandy, bought me this little desk, it's been on my desk, and you walk into my office, and it says right here, living the dream. It's, it's part of the bio of my, my Twitter account. It says on there, living the dream. But recently, the Lord convicted me. And I realized, I didn't do it intentionally, but I realized I'm pretty sure it's been months since I asked any of our kids, hey, kids, what are we living? Kids, God's been good to us, hasn't he? We're living the dream. I, I, honestly, and maybe, maybe they'll tell you they remember it. I don't remember the last time, the last several months or year or two. And I, I haven't been in a discouragement or a depression. I, I, I've loved what I'm doing, but I, I think maybe I've lost a little bit of my joy. I don't know the last time that I said, hey kids, we're, we're living the dream. The reality is life, this has been a busy season. Uh, this last year or two or three, the, there's been growth in the church and there's been growth in the school and there's been growth in the staff. And the reality is that the more people you minister to, at times there are some more communication and email and texts and visits and counseling. And I love all of it. But the reality is that sometimes pastoring brings a little bit of a, a, a burden and your job does the same. I'm not saying I have more burden than you do. But the reality is life in this season there's I'm, I'm thinking about that and and what's going to happen there? And we we've got to bring that staff member on here, and we've got to do that training with that group there. And and I'm working on and and then at home, there's this and there's repairs that need to be done, and we've got five kids, and three of them are teenagers, and they're going into different seasons of their life. And just this week, I took one of my kids out to talk about college and the future, and what's God doing in your heart? And we're going into a new season. And Ashlyn's now 18. We've got a, a, a young lady that's now moving into adulthood and figuring out how to parent adults, and and all of these things and if, we're not, if I'm not careful in my own life, again, I do feel like I've stayed content and I do love where God has us, but I think maybe I've lost some of the joy or at least I've lost the expression of that joy at home and even at work in some ways. Again, living the dream doesn't mean that we never have trials or heartaches, but it means I'm thankful for where you have me, right where you've placed me, who you've placed me with, what you've placed me doing, and, and I want to I want to say, God, yes, it's a busy season. Yes, it's a busy decade. Yes, they're probably, my life at times might get a little simpler if you allow me to live. In some ways, and in some ways, it's gonna get a little more complex. The more family you have and all of that. But in some ways, some of these things that super busy with, you know, when you're changing diapers, whatever it might be, some of those things change. But God, I don't wanna wait till I'm 60 or 70. I've I retired so I can golf every day, which I don't golf, but whatever I'm going to do every day, if I ever retire, I don't want to wait till then to have joy. No, God wants me to have joy right now, right here, right where, where I find myself, with the people I find myself with. And if we're not careful, we always think, well, when I get through that, then it'll be good. If I can just get to there and we live our whole lives waiting to get there, we get there and we look back and say, I wasted it all. Not a ton of, there's really no biblical exposition. Just a verse from Proverbs where it kind of ignores the middle age. Just some thoughts from my heart, my own life, and some things that I've seen in others. Two words in your life around these ages. One, health, your spiritual health. How's it doing? Have you grown cynical? Have you grown jaded? Have you grown complacent? You've been saved for a little while and you've seen some failures of other believers. Ah, eh, yeah, I'll keep going. That's what I do. But have you lost your passion for God and his word and his house? Your financial health, your physical health, your family health. Don't miss this time. Your emotional health. And then that word joy. By the way, that message on the joy part, really not just for those of us in our 40s, is it? If you're in college, I can't wait till I get out of college. Can't wait till I start my career. I can't wait till I get a job. You get a job. I can't wait till I retire. You're single. I can't wait till I'm married. Married. Can't wait till I'm single. Don't have kids. Can't wait till I have kids. Have kids. Can't wait till the kids are gone. If we're not careful, all of us can lose our joy and be discontent. Don't miss today either looking back and regret it yesterday or looking forward and worry at tomorrow. Say, God, Help me to love every part of this season. We're living the dream, aren't we? We're alive. We're saved. We have, we have a church family. We have God's word. The fact that we're here, we have food and raiment. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there are some that have great financial struggles, but, but I, I, that I'm aware of, everyone in this room had a, had a place, a roof to sleep under last night, had food to eat. I'm not minimizing trials. I'm not saying nobody's walking a difficult road here. What I am saying is don't let the circumstances of life or the disappointments of life steal your joy. Let's walk in contentment and enjoy wherever God has us today. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.